0: Welcome to RC Underground Radio. We're,
1: we're, we're, we're racing toy cars here.
0: <laughs> if you've been looking for a podcast that talks about 1RC tracks, suppliers, and events, then you are in the right place. I haven't changed my underwear I, since
1: the Kenman. See, I I'm was not gonna, kidding. I was gonna I'm not kidding. It's the same. I didn't want to go there. It's this-
0: and we're glad you're here. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Redzloff. And David Brinkman. I am a BB in a boxcar.
1: Super excited about tonight called a couple of my amigos to jump on at the last minute and of course they did and uh it's going to turn out to be a great show tonight we're going to talk midwestern 400 and who knows where this will go this uh we're just three friends that we've known each other since we were little so uh this could go anywhere so please join me in welcoming george Mari and nick Zacconi. george nick thanks for joining me tonight
2: thanks for having Next me dave good to be here yep
1: Yep, so yeah, you guys kind of uh, helped me out of a jam. Ryan is uh, is involved in some work activities, so he couldn't join, and I reached out to you guys like what, two hours ago, and uh, you, you jumped right on, so I appreciate you
3: doing that. No problem. Yeah, no problem. So,
1: so cool. So hey, it, it works out. It's uh, a few nights before the Midwestern 400, and you're both past Midwestern winners, but You've never gone 400 laps before in any of the different uh, scales that we've raced this race since 1981. Um, how do you think that's going to make this different from any other edition that we've run? George, what do you think?
2: Well, I was working out like, okay, 400 laps. Um, what do we, I think we average around, you know, the longer races we average maybe around three seconds a lap, you know, over mm-hmm. the course of the whole race. So it's like 20 minutes solid running. Um you know, and obviously we can't make that distance on one set of batteries. We're going to have, I think you said, two pit stops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be, you know, strategy involved, like you talked about, as far as, uh, you know, do we stop or, do, you know, do you, do you keep the car out on the track and, you know, track, track position. So that's all going to enter into it. Um,
1: all right, Nick. He t- uh, George brought it up, strategy. I know you hold your cards really tight. Um, you've raced, you've raced this thing, you've won this thing multiple times, you're the defending winner. Um, what do you think? What's your thoughts?
3: Now? I think all bets are off. I mean, it doesn't really matter, um, what your strategy was in the past. I think anybody could win this now, um, because if I sit back in a 400 lap race, I'll end up three quarters of the way through it being 25 laps down. So it's, that's not going to (laughs) work. So could we
1: see a Nick Zakhoni just running as hard as he can run for
3: 400 laps? Is that what you're I, saying? That could that very well could be the strategy. Yep.
1: Yeah, and what'll be interesting too, and I know we you know there's been this honor system, and uh, George, you and and uh, Jake Bolter kind of established this um, in terms of hey, if something's kind of going in or you get into somebody, everybody kind of sometimes even stops, let alone just slows down. I don't know if that can happen in a 400-lap race. I think I think you got to just keep going and just see who makes up time, or maybe you let a guy, maybe you slow a little bit and let that guy get back around you. But that stopping, you know, we've talked about it before: two and a half to three-second laps. A lot happens in ten seconds, right? You can be that's three to four-lap difference. Um, So, so what do you think of that, George? How 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 uh, gracious are people going to be in this event?
2: I think, you know, during the the qualifiers, uh, you know, preliminary preliminary races, you know, you don't want to, you know, put somebody out and, you know, ruin their their chance of, you know, getting into the main, getting into that 400 lap feature. So, I mean, I think there's still going to be some of that happening in the, you know, earlier races, probably in the the big 400 lap race, it's probably going to be all bets are off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I would think the same in that last chance, uh, eliminator, or actually any of the eliminators. I mean, sure. You advance, if you're in a D or an E, you can advance up to the next one. If you're one of the top cars. Um, but then going into that, the B main basically, you know, it's going to be just a couple of cars that are going to make it up into that A main. And, uh, yeah, I think like you say that eloquently, all bets are off. I think from that level up. So we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. So, um, Nick, there's been talk. I've talked to a few of these guys. There's going to be some, some new blood out there this year. Um, I only raced with some of these guys once. They're really good guys. Um, really good people. Um, but very talented racers. So, you know, when Aaron Streblo came last year, almost picked your pocket on this deal because mm-hmm. uh, he got back on the lead lap. He he started to figure it out in a longer race. I think I'm not saying it's an advantage to those guys, but I'm saying um, what really helps them, I think, is the more laps. Right. So they Definitely. may struggle a little bit in the. Yeah, they might struggle a little bit in the heat races. Uh, and kind of get that way in the qualifier, but if they can make their way into the main, they got a lot of laps to figure it out. And I think we might see the same thing, right? We're going to see some of the established stars like yourself and George out there in front at the beginning. But as these guys get some laps and and kind of get it, get their feet under them, um, they might come on and start to charge at the end. What do you think of that? Nick?
3: Yeah, I I think you know when I when I heard you talking about how many new New drivers were coming out to this race. I thought, you know, same thing as before. It's it's anybody's race now. It was a little bit different last year. Um, it, we had the same kind of core group that raced a couple races in. Um, a lot of practice. Now it's different. Now it, everybody's going out there. Different set of laps. 400 to 200 is a huge difference. Um, and a lot of new blood. And a lot of old blood right? All mixing together. So there's styles that, I mean, I know George's style. George knows my style, right? Um, we feed off of each other sometimes. Um, we don't have that anymore, you know? So it's every man for himself now.
1: Yeah. What is that like when you're, you know, exactly what you said you know you you there's guys that you're used to racing with and now all of a sudden there's there's new racers do you just go door to door with them because you have to or do you kind of feel it out um what's your thoughts on that george
2: um i think you're going to have a chance to to feel it out with the different racers as you know you, you race with them in the, in the uh the heats um and you know i i i watch people during practice you know like just to see like well how do they how do they take those corners how do they you know, how do they deal with traffic? And so, you know, I think there'll be enough, you know, of a chance to, to get a, uh, you know, to see that and kind of, kind of know like who you can race with, who you can, who you got to be aggressive with, or who you got to be patient with and uh, just go
3: from there.
1: Yeah. How about you, Nick? What's your thoughts on that?
3: I think that's the same thing. Who, who you, who can you be aggressive with and who you can be patient with is the key to the whole strategy. If I if I go forward and I run hard right out the starting gates, I find trouble all over the place. Um, for some reason I'm hitting side, I'm hitting the left side, the right side, the back side of other cars, and that's purely unintentional. It's just when I get in that in that when I'm in my groove and they're in my groove, I want my groove. And I'm gonna go <laughs> into my groove. So I, I end up taking them out you got a bunch of new drivers that don't know my style. I don't know their style. You know, they could take that as a sign, a sign of aggression. And that's, you know, that's not what I want. So which makes me want to lay back. And on the other hand, if I lay back, I'm I'm down 20 laps. So I think it's a matter of, like George said, watch the heat races, see their lines, adjust according to their lines instead of the line that I want to run now.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point that both of you made. What I'll find interesting is I think everybody's going to be lined up at qualify, like checking everybody out because you know, you're going to get to see each individual driver for one full minute. Yep. That's about 30 laps, 30, 35 laps that get put in. So, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. The other part that's going to be interesting <laughs> is we are launching the, uh, the practice clock. So, because mm-hmm. we've got so many drivers, you know, we really want to be careful and, but the only thing to you know you get too many cars out there it's just mayhem you don't you don't get to run, so it's gonna be four cars five minutes um with the amount of qualifying we have that should give everybody almost ten if not eleven um you know if everything goes right, it'd be like almost eleven or twelve uh different rounds and of course you can go right back in line so if every if four guys went and there's nobody there, you can jump right back in line again right so i it, it could be even more, but I think everybody will get enough practice. Um, but I think it'll be a lot better practice than we've had in the past just because there'll never be more than four cars. So what, what you guys thought on that of having um, kind of a balanced practice like that, George?
2: Yeah, I like that idea. Um, it's especially when there's, you know, that many cars. Um, it's, it's just a little more organized, a little bit more, you know, less mayhem, less chaos on the track. And that's kind of, you know, when you're, you know, we haven't raced in I don't know what three four months so I mean we're we're gonna need some practice and you know that we you know everybody uses that time to try to you know feel out the track you know how's the track reacting you know what kind of adjustments do I need to make to my car and if there's if there's too many too many cars on the track it's just it's just really tough to to do that and get a get a good read for that so
1: yeah I bet you agree with that Nick and um, wouldn't you say it just having yeah just having a little more space right to-
3: I like the structure of the practice a lot because some guys like the practice a lot. I'd rather not. I'd rather get my car dialed in early in practice and then I'd rather watch the other cars in practice. So I'll go back out there for my session, but usually later in practice I'm not I'm not working hard on dialing in my car. I'm more watching while I'm on the track where the other guys are going. So yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. So if I can pick your brain on that a little bit. So what would what motivates you to go back out again when you start to see the times start to go down? You know, everybody starts out in the threes, high threes. And that seems once the track, we call it rubber up, but it's pretty much scuff racing's uh, awesome saucing up. Uh, times start to go down. Cars get faster. So then do you go back out there again at that point or what, you know? Will you share that secret of when you go back out? It's
3: a tough one because uh, I know that, you know, everybody, everybody that's at that track is all focused during practice and qualifying on the fastest lap, the fastest car qualifying, getting that fastest qualifying time. I'm never going to be the fastest car on the track. I could I could promise you that. So I don't focus on that in the least bit. I'll go out there and qualify, just try to get the best out of my car um, without trying to become the fastest qualifier. My concern during practice is just two things. Dial in my car and pretty much watch everybody else, but not from the side. I want to see them while I'm on the track. I want to see how they pass. I want to see how they come up on you. I want to see how they come out of the corners. Do they accelerate out of the corners? Do they not accelerate, you know? Um so I use I use it more visually.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that.
3: The secret sauce. So out.
1: what do you guys what yes, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh the Midwestern back as the fall classic? I mean, it's fall time. That to me was always Midwestern just the way, you know, with it being an opening season last year, things just kind of fell where they fell, right? And I thought, well, okay, let's have the last race of the season be the Midwestern. This year, I said, no, you know what? It just didn't feel right. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was a great race. It was fun. But racing the Midwestern in the spring just didn't didn't work for me. So it's back where it is in the fall. But on top of that, it's one of our marquee events coming right out of the box. I mean, we're right in everybody's face with the, with the schedule this year and 400 laps. So... What do you think, George? Is it is it back where it belongs?
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, it's like you said before, right? It's kind of our our Daytona 500, right? It's that first race of the year, right out of the gates, and it's the it's the biggest prize. Um, you know, it's it it's nice because it, you know, it, in terms of preparation and stuff, you had all summer to get ready for it, and um, you know, it's it's just like you said, it just seems right.
1: How about you, Nick?
3: I love it. Absolutely love it because it's a it's back to old school you threw a loop with the 400 laps. But, you know, my first thought was, oh, that's not really what I was anticipating hearing. Um, (laughs) But then when you throw out the two pit stops, it's like, you know, kind of brought me back old school.
1: Yeah, but there's those strategies, you know, George started to touch on a little earlier. I mean, yeah, it is two (coughs) stops, but you don't have to do both, right? You could do just one. Uh, Ryan kind of foreshadowed and said, I I don't see anybody doing that because of the battery fall off. Um, It might hurt you, but... I don't know. I mean you can't lap anybody if you stay out. But you could gain position if you stay out. So say you're running 5th, a lap down and all four of the other cars pit. I mean, you're back on a lead lap and you're the leader. So yeah. that could those there's different scenarios that could that could uh really play out in this. Um but what's your what's your thought on that, Nick? Do you think everybody'll just kind of do the two stops?
3: I don't know. I really don't. I'm I'm already anticipating for myself two stops because you know it's that it's the battery fall off at the end that that scares me. Um, you know the t- the tires, the fact that we're going into and I know this may be overthinking it, but we're going into this race in the fall, coming off of a warm summer. I'm thinking of the concrete underneath the foam. I'm thinking of the foam. Um, I think the tires are not going to be an issue um, for the entire race. So I think it's all about battery, and I think you need a solid, a solid jump going into that last 100 laps.
1: Well, I'll, I'll share something with you guys that uh, just happened today. Uh, it's happened once before, but oh. never the week of, not days before a race. Um, power went out today. Huge rain. I don't know if you guys got rain in Illinois. We did. Um, Some, some, yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, by the time I could get a generator going, some pumps going, went downstairs, two inches of water across the whole basement. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So changes everything. Last year. Yeah. uh, Let's just say dehumidifiers are rocking and rolling down there right now. Okay. Um, But amazingly enough, I had everything cleaned up about the midday, uh, went back to work um, and then uh, when I just came home, everything's drying up pretty well. So, I mean, we'll be race ready Saturday. I'm not worried about that, but Nick brings up a good, a good point because ambient temperature and the effect uh, could, could throw a little drama into the mix. So what what do you think of that, George?
2: Well, it sounds like you washed the track basically. So
3: <laughs> yeah, right, that's, right. you know, <laughs>
2: um, you know, the, the, you know, I think the last time uh, this happened, last season, um, I, don't, I don't know that we saw anything, you know, uh, negative, too negative on the track as far as, you know, was it really slick after, if, after you had that flood? I mean, I think it was pretty, pretty good. Um, but we do definitely see, right, you know, during the race day, uh, the track, like you said in the beginning, right, rubbering up or basically the awesome sauce kind of building up and the traction tends to go up and it kind of like affects your car everybody's car is affected i think a little bit differently some cars maybe will start pushing a little more some cars will be no no they'll be a little bit loose you know with that extra traction you know they're it just depends on your setup so i think having those pit stops is also not just a chance to change batteries but also a chance to because i I think what you said there's five minutes uh, for each
3: pit stop right so
2: Yep. Well that's plenty of time to like make a little tweak on the on the chassis if you need to like make an adjustment cuz you realize that the track's changing. So um that's it, it it that is a I think a key um consideration, you know, during those pit stops. Um you 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 got to kind of keep keep an eye on what the track is doing and think about you know, making making a change if you need to during that pit stop. Um I think with the battery situation that you guys were talking about before, it's—I I don't see—you know—I I think we can. I think we've done 200 laps for sure. At least I've—I've I've done in my car. I think I've done 200 laps just in practice there. 250 might be stretching it. So I mean, you—if you—if you don't stop for batteries at one of those pit stops, it's going to be really tight at the end of that next stint. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just the breakout. So we don't—we don't announce the breakout until the day of race because we well, want people, you know having too much time to figure it out, right? <laughs> so but uh you figure that first one's gotta be over two hundred. Probably well, no, I shouldn't say that. Probably gonna be like one seventy five ish somewhere in there. Um and then the second one, yeah, it's gonna be you know, another somewhere in the three hundred range. And so you're gonna have to then it's gonna be a hundred laps to the end. So uh yeah, it'd be difficult to I don't see anybody being able to do just one, but, uh, but we'll have to see. Okay, guys, so now we're going to go in the forward machine. We, uh, uh, at the end of the year, we have put together what we're calling the RC Foam Oval Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be challenging every track in the country that races foam. We are, uh, are going to be picking at them to say, hey, send us your guy. You know, you're a foam track. We're a foam track. We want to get the best of the foam racers all together. Um, I'm getting a lot of traction on that deal um, to the point that we'll probably have racers in the garage. We'll probably have racers outside under tents. Um, So uh, what's your thought on that? That might actually end up being a three-day show uh, where you have a qualifier on one night um, and then people are trying to transfer to the to the main you know the main features um on sunday what do you think of something like that i, I don't think any of us have ever really experienced that george you <coughs> traveled a little bit i know you and i i traveled with you to some races but i don't remember those are all probably single day shows right
2: yeah pretty much um i mean a multiple day show sounds amazing i mean when when i started to to really you know get back into this and with with one rc i was kind of looking around it after a certain while like thinking yeah one of the where are the one rc oval nationals you know i kept looking online googling it and trying to see like is there ever going to be something like that some kind of national race where you know someone can you know claim that you know that you know mantle of champion for the whole nation at least for a year but i never found anything and then uh you know leave it up to you to t- to actually to do it dave so <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny I think it's
1: yeah it's funny you mention that because that's kind of where I was going with it. I was like, yeah, there's no, like, big, big, big. Well, I mean, Colorado. Colorado does a big race. Um, we had him on the air last year talking about that race. But, yeah, at, at what you would actually call 1RC Nationals isn't out there. So I'm like, hey, you know, Wisconsin the home of the Slinger Nationals. We got a foam track. We're, we're like, except the banking. But we're, we're a fifth mile. So, uh, yeah, why can't we host it? We can figure it out down there. So, uh, yeah, I just figure it's going to be kind of like a, like a basketball tournament, you know, like a high school basketball tournament and eighth grade basketball tournament where teams have come in from everywhere and you got your qualifying night and then you come back. Hopefully you made it to the finals and it uh, should be fun. What's your thoughts on that, Nick?
3: I love it. I, lo- I love the idea. I can't wait to get to the hotel for the pool at night. <laughs> so i'm already i'm already thinking ahead
1: yeah well and yeah. they just built some new hotels right here in uh, oak creek which is the next okay. town over so it'll be that would be awesome i never even thought of that yeah everybody coming over do bonfires in the backyard every night sure. and it'll be i was just thinking you know there'll be tvs outside and the scoring being shown all outside and speakers and yeah it, it could be it could be fun and uh the, the dual focus on this will be um for charity everything that we would bring in on this we're going to uh we're going to challenge not only uh uh we're going to try to do teams based on states so you'll not only so that you two, you know be representing Illinois you get to pick who your uh who your charity is you're racing for and uh there'll be different ways that uh, we can raise money for hopefully a whole bunch of charities um but we got guys I'll, I'll throw some names out there JB Trickles thinking about coming uh of course we're going to be pulling on the Murph dog to come, um and you know you get those two guys there, and everybody's going to want to race with them so uh we got guys from New York, we got uh Dalton who's going to be here uh for the four hundred coming from Iowa uh yeah, we got a lot of out of towners. Who would ever think all this was going to take place in that basement track that we just decided to get some buddies together and race with huh it's just it's turning out crazy.
2: I think it's a testament to what you've, you've built so far, Dave. I mean, it's just such a, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a professionally run track. And then, like you said, it is in your basement. But I mean, you know, if, if you go down there and look around, I mean, you, it's, it's the equal of any kind of business, you know, commercially run track I've ever been to. So, yeah, kudos to you, buddy.
1: No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, it's just a passion for the hobby and getting together with a lot of great people, right? Um, I'm even going to push Bella. I'm going to push Miss Bella RC to jump in a 1RC car. She travels all over the country. I'll talk her dad into it.
3: There you um, go. And she's, and she's yeah, never raced to, a 1RC, right?
1: No, no. If she gets up off the ground, she's going to keep it in the track. Uh, but that would be fun. You know, Just I just want all the stars and all the great people and uh, people we've had on the show, everybody just to come and get together one time. And then it's going to culminate with that feature event which is going to be called the Ron race, um, basically in honor of our our buddy Ron Peacock. Um, recently Ron's not doing really well um, he is uh, like he said he's ready to see the Lord um, and uh, it, it's a it's a tough thing to talk to him about, but he's so positive about it um, it's uh it, you know his story will just continue to always be inspiring. Um, initially we would love to have had him here. Um, we're not, we're not sure that that could, could take place, but, um, yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to honor him. We've been able to honor him while he's here and it's really been emotional for him when we made that, that, uh, announcement. Uh, he was really humbled and, uh, yeah, we just always want to remember him. You know, he's just, he's just a really, really good guy. So, Hey Nick, um, You're kind of getting darker and darker and darker by the minute. And I know you got to run. you got some family stuff to take care of. We just wanted to take a moment and say thank you so much for jumping on here tonight and doing this with George and I. Um, You are the defending champ going into this race, so all eyes are going to be on you. Should have a great field of cars coming at you. Um, But what's your closing statements on the Midwestern
3: 400? Well, I am looking forward to it so much that there's a good chance I actually still need to take my car out of the box um, from the last (laughs) race. Um, So I know George loves to hear that. Um, But uh, I'm just looking forward to it. I I am. Um, It should be a good time. Uh, It's going to be totally different. It's going to be like a whole new experience um, for all of us, um, just with the different different track (laughs) conditions. The people the drivers it's gonna be awesome looking forward to it and my my thought was since i'm going to be leaving um right now leaving you guys i may just uh you know how when the uh the channel goes off the air and you have the uh the bars that are on there i was thinking about just like leaving like this and, and just <laughs> and just leaving the camera sit here the rest of the show is that okay with you guys or? Sure, is, sure is it in a good spot any closer it's-
2: yeah it's, it's it's your show tonight yeah we we yeah. we can see it yeah,
3: yeah. we got it <laughs>
1: right there
3: right so right. yeah looking forward to seeing you guys again it's been a while um i've been jonesing to get down there and uh just hang out with you guys you know I miss it
1: that's the best part it is yep. it's the best part yep. and that's what motivates me to do what i do down there uh because i'm excited to see all you guys and all the new guys and everybody else uh coming back uh what we love to do right it's our yeah, thing absolutely so all right nick thanks again for joining us we will uh we will see you saturday
3: that sounds great thanks a lot see guys. You, George take care yeah you too
1: so let, let's talk some full-size racing here for a minute I got some questions now, I know okay. you're a Fer- I know you're a Ferrari guy oh yeah still a, still a Ferrari guy right absolutely what is going on at Ferrari what is your well, what is your take
2: What's my take? Um, and actually, you know, lately they're they're getting a handle on their car. They're starting to do better. I mean, you saw they won in Singapore, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah you know, that was you know a strategic win. Absolutely. You know, they, they they were definitely not the fastest car on track, maybe, but you know they were up there, and you know they 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 were able to you know pull a strategic win out of their hat. So, and uh, you know, they're I feel like they're making some updates, you know, for the car. They're they're you know, doing a better job setting up the car lately, the last few races. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're definitely not going to, you know, they're not going to dethrone Red Bull anytime soon, you know. But, uh, you yeah, know, they're, they're moving up from where, where they were. They were fourth in the Constructors' Championship, right? And eh, I think they're going to have a decent shot to be second.
1: So, other thing I heard in uh, full-size racing is that there's going to be a double-header weekend at Milwaukee for the IndyCars. Are you going to come up for any of those? <laughs>
2: yes. Yes, I heard about Indi- uh, Milwaukee coming back on the schedule for IndyCar. I didn't realize it was a double-header. So.
1: Yeah, it's uh, in August. I don't remember the actual dates. But, yeah, it's going to be a Saturday-Sunday thing. So oh, okay. Dual points. Yeah, So, I, th- I think that's going to be great for the state of Wisconsin. Uh, to mm-hmm. Get that race back again. It was always such an important part. I did love it when it used to be right after Indy. You, yes. Uh, you know, whatever the drama and excitement was off off of Indy, it was always cool to go to Milwaukee and see yeah. see what was going to happen. But hey, I'll take it as long as they're just coming back uh, to Milwaukee. That's that's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's so, plan on going. Yeah. Let's get some tickets. That'll be fun. That cool. definitely be fun. So yeah, now with uh, Nick off the air, uh, it's just George and I. Uh, and here's a little segment I want to talk to you about George, because I know this is in your background, not only just being a Formula One fan, but uh, you used to run your own promotion at the RC Underground. We are going to run a road course. What's your feelings on that?
2: Uh, that's awesome. I think it's. I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, I, I I wasn't thinking that that was going to. Be- one of the races that uh you know you 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 put out there for this season so it was definitely a big surprise but uh I love the idea um I am noticing though that um it looks like from what the graphic you had on on the on the reveal show right that it looks like it's basically just the one right turn though right
1: that is correct it is the one right turn but boy that's going to be a big right turn for all those lefties
2: uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just thinking about like, oh, the setup. You know, I'm going to have to completely change the setup of the car. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, well, you know, with four or, f- I don't know if it's four or five left turns, maybe, maybe it still worked to have that same setup. I think that'd be really interesting to try out and see how how does that oval setup still, you know, work on a on a right hand turn.
1: Yeah, we will have practice day. Prior to that race, um, it's holiday havoc. It's going to be a little bit of havoc. It will um, be. Another thing, another thing that we're doing is during the heat races, um, those are going to be duels. So it's just going to be two cars on the track, mm-hmm. uh, mano a mano. Um, and we're actually honoring, and I know you raced with them, Tony Bialis, who we lost to cancer last yes. year. Yes. Um, the. The reason we picked the road course in honoring Tony is that's the one race he won. In the 18th scale, we had a race, uh, and uh, we ran a road course, and lo and behold, Tony Bialis won that thing. Um, I wow. finished second. I finished second. And uh, at the end of the race, with about 30 to go, everybody dropped out, and it was just Tony and I. And it was some serious racing. It was 18th scale mm-hmm. cars. And I said, oh, "What a fitting tribute to Tony, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the one race he won. Um, it was just two cars in the last 30 laps, uh, going for it. So that's what we're going to do during the heat races. It'll be the the TB duels in Tony's honor. So I reached out to his daughter, and she really got a big kick out of that. She I'm hoping she'll come. She kind of wants to come and uh-huh. uh, you know and be there to see that. So that'd be kind of fun. He was a great, great, great man, and uh, yeah, we miss him a ton. he he'd be down here racing with us." If he was still here. He'd be racing with us. I know. He yeah, would. I know. He yeah, would. he
2: definitely he definitely would be. I mean, I, I can't. You know, racing kind of kind of comes and goes in spurts, right? I mean, you know, you go for a while. You you know, you, 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 a few years go by and you don't race, and then you come back. And I remember more than once, like you know, going to a race. I haven't seen Tony, you know, for a few years, and all of a sudden Tony's there. You know, just saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, the, the one thing, maybe I don't know, most people don't know, was Tony was really really a talented um painter. Yes. You know, he he always made really really good uh the bodies, you know, as far as you know, the designs and stuff that he made, you know, I I I was always in awe of like what he was able to do uh you know, and, uh, as far as painting those bodies because I I do not definitely not have the talent there. Mm-hmm. Um, but You know, when when you when you saw one of his bodies, you're just like, "Wow, that was that's that is definitely top notch."
1: Yeah, what was amazing with what he would do too is that like there was no decals on his cars. Like if it was the Family Channel car, that Family Channel logo was all paint. Mm -hmm. It was. uh, He did the Cartoon Network car. He did some pretty intricate uh, paint jobs, and yeah, that was was amazing. No wraps, no decals. All paint.
2: Yeah, great. I mean, th- this was this was in the days before wraps. I think wraps weren't even a thing back then. I mean if you for sure. couldn't find a decal for something you had, you know, you wanted on your car, you had to paint it yourself. And he could do it. Yeah. So Matt, yeah, yeah props to him for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's gonna be fun to fun to honor him. And you're right. There's only the one right turn, but it's gonna be a bit narrow. So yes, uh, but yet. There are going to be some road course ringers in this deal. Yes, you are on that list, very high on that list. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you know how to do some left and right turning. And, in theory. Uh, in theory, Steve yes. Clark, <laughs> Steve Clark actually has a mini Z, I believe, track in his basement, which... Oh. I would not doubt that that track has already been built in his basement and he's probably already turning laps on that exact layout.
2: Um, You know, the thing about, you know, when I, when I think back to, you know, the times I did try road course racing is um, it's, it's, you know, it's really hard to get the line right. And I know that sounds like such a small thing like, Oh, you know, just, just go around on a line you're supposed to. Right. But you know, these cars are going so fast, you know, and there's so little reaction time, and it's so hard to get that, that you know, that, that car lined up on the line. You know, that's the fastest line around the track. There's a reason people do it. It's because, you know, even if you could look like you're going slow, but as long as you stick to that line, you're going you're gonna to have a killer lap time. Yeah, and I think I that's...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I know, I, you know, on road course racing, too, what makes it so different is if you miss one corner, the whole lap is lost, right? The whole lap is junk. And I mm-hmm. think where that's going to become important, coming out of that right-hander, then you're going to turn left. And to your point, yes, everything except for that is is a, a regular left-hand turn. But it's going to be fast. That's going to take you all the way to the back wall, like where you drive right now. Mm-hmm. is all going to be foam. So you're going to come out, kind of coming out of turn normal turn four, but then it's, it could be, if that's the fast way around, it can be hammered down all the way down what's yep. the normal front stretch, all the way into one. But now you're going all the way to the back wall and then angling down into that right-hander. I think it's all going to come down to how fast people come into that, right? So it's going to be yep. so fun to go as fast as you can. Right. The big, Let's just call it the big sweeper. Right, you can go through the sweeper as fast as you you're gonna want to. I mean, just we're racers, right? We're gonna want to go as fast as we can through there because we've never gone that fast at the underground. You gotta back her down, or you gotta back up the corner, or you just gotta go in there full force and then heavy braking. I think that's what's going to be interesting is to see who changes their driving.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a challenge. It's going to be you know kind of a learning experience to to f- figure out that that. That right hand turn um, yeah it's 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 going to be fun I can't wait to try it out
1: yeah and it'll be fun to see where the passing passing points develop is it out of the sweeper is it going high into the going into the right-hander is it in the right-hander is it coming off the right-hander i mean yeah. all of that is all unknowns right so yeah we just wanted to throw a, a monkey wrench into it into the season and hey we're not racing for points every race is a big race i think it'll make it interesting see what the lap times are that's what i'm really going to be interested in like because we'll be going so much faster through the sweeper, will it still be a three-second lap? Or will mm-hmm. it go down to a four-second lap? Or a five-second lap? Or will it be, I don't know. There's, there's just going to be so many unknowns. I, I think we're going to have so many aha moments. Like, whoa, didn't expect that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be great. It should be great. Um,
1: I think by the time we get to the eliminators in the main um, I think everybody will be dialed in and then it'll be some really good racing and probably have guys going, uh, how many more road courses are we going to do next year? Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing I was just thinking of too, is, you know, you, on road courses, you, you, you kind of make up more time in those slow corners, right? Because you think, oh, you probably have to tiptoe through, but it's, uh, you still got to keep your speed up. You got to find a way to do it. So it's, 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 that's part of the challenge.
1: Well, Hey George, I know you've stuck on here with us, uh, Appreciate that very much. Uh staying staying on here and uh jumping in, like I said at the beginning of the show, jumping in and saving my butt. Since, um, <laughs> no problem. Ryan, Ryan couldn't be here. But uh yeah, super excited to get the season started again. Let's get another Midwestern on your belt. Huh? I'm I'm getting sick of the Sacconi guy. Like uh, he gets a little cocky about these Midwesterns, don't you think? Like Yeah, it's tiny, he, he it's does he gets beat.
2: He does, but uh yeah, I mean you know, props to Nick. I mean, he deserves it. He won two races last year, right? I think two. Yep, yep. two different then, races:
1: uh, the Shamrock, and he won uh, the Midwestern. He won
2: and he, he he deserved every one of them. I mean, he just knows how to, you know, even if he's not the fastest qualifier, he just finds a way somehow to 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 make it to the front foot in the race. So, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm stepping things up. So we'll just see what happens. And if I can be there, you know, contending for the win, I'm happy.
1: Again, George, thanks for joining us. Everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in to RC Underground Radio. Hope you enjoy this episode and you've enjoyed all the other ones. All that simple stuff now that we're on YouTube, right? We need you to subscribe, we need you to ring the bell. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to RC Underground Radio. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, drop us a line at rcuradio at gmail.com. We're curious to know, what do you like? What don't you like? Who would you like us to talk to? It it was weird, but you know what I meant. We're talking about racing. so You can find us on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. See you next time on the RC Underground Radio Podcast. I am a BB in a boxcar.